Welcome to C's for Creepy. My name is Elise. And my name's Courtney. Join us every week as we discuss our favorite true crime and paranormal stories. From A to Z. Welcome to another edition of Nocturnal Novellas, our July episode. So excited. Thank you to everybody who's tuning in to listen to it. We personally love doing these. They are so much fun. Just like there are for new listeners, this is our monthly bonus episode. You can catch them the last Friday of every month. And it's a chance for Courtney and I to look into topics that maybe aren't long enough to do a full episode on or things that might not fit in as a parameter to research but things that we just find interesting anyways yes for sure it's it's so much fun so thank you so much for tuning in yes so what is your first story we are going to cover the english folklore of black Annis. oh i that sounds spooky oh she's pretty spooky i'm excited black Annis, also known as black agnes or black anna is a boogeyman figure in English folklore. She is imagined as a blue-faced, malevolent hag or witch with iron claws and a taste for human flesh. Solid. Especially children. Well, obviously, if they're the youngest, they're They haven't been tainted. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) She is said to haunt the countryside of Leicestershire? Leicestershire? Living in a cave in the Dane Hills with a great oak tree at the entrance. Okay. She is said to venture out at night looking for unsuspecting children and lambs to eat. And lambs. So not just sheep, but children. Children sheep. (laughs) Yep. Then tanning their skins by hanging them on a tree before wearing them around her waist. Oh, that is metal as fuck. (laughs) She would reach inside houses to snatch people with her iron claws. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not a child anymore. <laughs> Legend has it that she used her claws to dig her cave out of the side of a sandstone cliff, making herself a home there, which is known as Black Annis's Bower Clothes. There she lies in wait to capture her prey and skins them alive before she eats them. The legend led to parents warning their children that Black Annis would get them if they did not behave. That's some German folklore shit. I know. (laughs) Though, like, not gonna lie, I will cover this, not now, but at some point. But I 100% think i will tell waves about krampus and be like you want to be a little shit at christmas krampus is gonna come eat you uh he's gonna whip you with the branches or the chains or the switch switch yes. switch yep still Mm-mm. i don't know how jeff feels about that but we'll cross that bridge <laughs> <laughs> so villagers make sure their windows are very small so black anise is unable to poke her arms through them okay somewhere that i read is like this entire town only has tiny windows because of this folklore. Oh my god. That is so creepy. Right? She was also known to hide in the branches of her oak tree, waiting to leap upon unsuspecting prey. 
Other traditions stated that when she ground her teeth, people could hear her, giving them time to bolt their doors and keep away from the windows. I'm sure Joey would say the same about me. (laughs) (laughs) When she howls, she could be heard eight kilometers away. When the cottagers would fasten skins around the windows and place protective herbs above above it to keep themselves safe. Yeah. If you hear the sound of grinding teeth, lock your doors. That's always a solid idea. Like, I feel like you should lock your doors anyways. Uh, yeah, 100%. But if you hear grinding teeth, maybe just get the fuck out. Or get a night guard. Of that town. <laughs> yes, that too. I'm sorry, if there was some spooky hag trying to eat my children. Uh, yeah, after skinning them alive. Yeah. It- then I don't her skin. Their skin. I'm not here for it. No, not a fan. Not a fan. I might, you know, put some dirt in those caves. Yeah, we don't need caves in this town. No. Mm-mm. So, what's your story? Okay, so I'm going to also be covering something like that's a little bit more in Courtney's wheelhouse, but I'm very excited. Okay, hit me with it. So. In some parts of the world, the hunting of specific cryptids is illegal. Mm-hmm. I did know that, actually. So this includes the area of... Please don't say BC. This includes the area of Skamania County, located in Washington. Oh, good. Okay. Which has deemed itself as a Bigfoot refuge. <laughs> okay. Formerly known as the Skamani... Skam- Skamania County Ordinance 6901. It was first created in 1969. In the county, the ordinance was amended in 1984 to declare that Bigfoot was an endangered creature and therefore it is deserving of conservation. How do they know Bigfoot is in that area? It's the Pacific Northwest. That's where the most sightings of Bigfoot are. Okay. In, like, the Americas. Okay. Yeah. When the law was originally passed in 1969, people in the area did not believe the article written about it in the local paper. Mm -hmm. So the publisher of the paper actually had the article notarized and included an affidavit in the next edition to be like, no, this is real, folks. Oh, no. There's no hunting Bigfoot. Due to the massive amount of Bigfoot sightings in the Pacific Northwest, this law was created not only to protect this elusive cryptid, but also to protect unintentional victims who could possibly be mistaken for a Sasquatch by an enthusiastic hunter. (laughs) Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Joey. (laughs) Directly from the ordinance, it states, quote, Any premeditated, willful, and wanton slaying of such a creature shall be deemed a felony, punishable by a fine, not to exceed $10,000, and or imprisonment in the county jail for a period not to exceed five years, end quote. So it's very serious, mm-hmm. any huntings of Bigfoot. Interesting. So remember, if you see a Bigfoot in Washington, admire the creature, but the only shots that should be taken are with a camera. 
<laughs> Fun fact. Did you know it is also illegal to hunt the Sasquatch in British Columbia? Good. As it should be. There's no need to hunt such a majestic creature. So at work, we do this fun fact every morning. And I found that one, I think, yesterday. Ooh. Like, what a weird wavelength that we have been on. Right? <laughs> that is weird. That's why I'm like, please don't tell me it's BC because I literally just read this yesterday. <laughs> No, I think that's a great plan. You know, yeah. we shouldn't be killing cryptids. No, we shouldn't. No, we should not. Obviously, this is why they hide from us. Mm-hmm. Or there's that prayer. Or that. Like, you don't want to be the reason why an entire species is gone. You know, I feel like some people genuinely just don't give a shit. I know that they don't. But you like to think they do. I would like to hope. In, deep down. That's fair. So, my next story is the Screaming Tunnel of Niagara on the Lake Ontario. Ooh. This arched stone tunnel running beneath the Grand Trunk Railway tracks in Niagara Falls is allegedly haunted by the screams of a young girl who died hundreds a hundred years ago. Ooh. According to one version of the story, a local farm near the tunnel caught fire. And a young girl ran screaming from the blaze, hair and clothes alight. Before she could find help, the girl collapsed right in the middle of the tunnel, perishing from her burns. Oh, no. Another version of the story has also appeared in which the young girl is burnt to death in the tunnel by her father, mad with rage. Oh, that's worse. Lastly, and most disturbing version. (laughs) Oh, no, it gets worse. (laughs) Says that the girl was raped and her body was burned to destroy the evidence. Oh, why does she have to burn it all, guys? Right? In any event, all stories agree on the outcome. The girl's spirit still haunts the tunnel. And if a match is lit off the tunnel wall around midnight, you can hear her screams. That is so dark. Holy. Right? Oh, my gosh. Fucking wild. That is. And that is the story of the Screaming Tunnel. Okay, so I'm going to be trying out a new segment for Nocturnal Novellas, just to spice it up a tad. Okay. I don't know if anybody's going to like it, but I thought it was interesting. So it's going to be a On This Day in History. So I'm going to pick my favorite event and just do like a quick little synopsis on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, when this comes out on July 29th, on that day in history, that is when Prince Charles married Lady Diana in 1981. Oh. In 1976, the son of Sam struck again. In 1958, the USA formed NASA. Now, what I'm going to give a little, just a quick synopsis on is for in 1945 when the USS Indianapolis sunk after being hit by a Japanese submarine. Oh. So I wouldn't say I'm an expert by any means about war events or battles, but this is an extremely well-known sinking. Mm-hmm. If you've watched Jaws, you would know this case, as this is the ship that was featured during the famous monologue on the boat. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. Never watched Jaws, but... What? No. Oh. I, well, I love sharks. So, I love shark movies. 
This makes so. a lot of sense now. <laughs> I've also listened to In Harm's Way, written by Doug Statton, which I really recommend if you want to hear more because this whole tale is fascinating. Mm-hmm. So when the ship set sail, there was around 1,200 seamen on board the cruiser. Seamen. <laughs> Sorry. All that survived the attack were 318. Sorry, how many were on board? 1,200. Oh, shit. Yes. This is one of the largest recorded loss of lives in U.S. Navy history, with 883 lives lost. That's very surprising. Well, and it wasn't the initial attack that claimed the majority of the lives. Oh, do tell. So because the Indianapolis was on a secret mission to deliver components for an atomic bomb, it was on radio silence. Mm -hmm. So nobody knew where they were or where they were going when the sinking occurred and like they also didn't have any sonar going because they were trying to stay under the radar they had no idea they were being approached by a submarine do we know why they were taken down um they just happened to be in enemy territory oh the the components were already dropped off they were on their way back and oh shit yeah okay more than 800 men were alive after falling into the Pacific Ocean, but during the 72-hour wait for help to finally arrive, the men were picked off by sharks, they drowned, or they simply gave in to the environment and died. Holy shit. It is amazing to hear the reaccounts from survivors just surviving something like that, and, like, like they would be attached kind of by like life like the by flotation devices mm-hmm. and like the person beside you would just get dragged under by a oh shark oh my god fucking terrifying i could not imagine it and like being in salt water your skin starts to dissolve and being in the sun without fresh water you start to go crazy and like you go blind you can go blind from that so oh goodness like the fact that 318 survived was amazing (laughs) yeah oh i don't know if i'd ever get back in the water ever again no 100 percent no (laughs) no probably not absolutely not so it's such a fascinating case but like i don't really know how i could work it into a full case unless you know, maybe somebody wants to hear the whole story. I'd love to tell it. We could always do a stretch case. <laughs> yeah, we can make it work. But either way, there's my quick little synopsis. So that would be on this day in history for July 29th. That is amazing. Yes. I really like that. You should keep those going. Cool. I like them. So on to my third story. Yes. We're going to do my tried and true superstitions awesome so the first one we've got celebrating or even congratulating someone on a birthday before the day arrives brings bad luck at least in russia that is oh don't place two mirrors opposite of each other the infinite reflections may look cool but in mexico and elsewhere facing mirrors opens a doorway to the devil oh you know that i could see that Mm Hmm. i could see that just crawls his way out with his talons. 
Number three, it is considered very unlucky to walk backwards in Portugal because doing so allegedly lets the devil know where you are and where you're going. Oh, that is really creepy. I don't like that actually. Oh. <laughs> so oh. walk backwards. Okay, I won't in Portugal. <laughs> A German superstition declares that if you cheers with water, you're actually wishing death upon the people you're drinking with. This idea stems from Greek mythology. Okay, that's actually fascinating. Mm-hmm. That, that's really... What if you toast with, like, toast? <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> but, like, is that wishing death? <laughs> you know what, Elise? <laughs> You're just looking at me with so much disgust. <laughs> you just done fucked my whole system. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> if you're in Iceland, keep the knitting inside your house. There's a local superstition that doing your needlework on your doorstep will keep those temps frigid. Oh, that'll keep the temperatures. Oh, Cold. that's that's cool. Yeah. Well, let's be honest here. If grandma's out knitting on her front porch, we're all going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. But it's still cold out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lastly... In Rwanda, local folklore advises women against eating goat meat because it allegedly causes facial hair growth as well as stubbornness. Don't need to eat goat meat to be stubborn. I feel like that's some man's way of like, you know, don't eat goat because you're just a stubborn person. Uh, Maybe he just wants to eat all the goat himself. (laughs) You know what? That's more likely to. (laughs) Okay. So for my final story, I'm going to cover one of my personal favorite examples of crime. Smuggling via airline. Okay. There is so many stops, searches, protocols in place that is designed to prevent illegal smuggling. But people just refuse to stop attempting to give it a try. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because they think they can get away with it. Either way, unless you have an exorbitant amount of money that you can, like, get a private plane, it's very unlikely that you will get away with it. Yes. Here is just one example. In 2012, Rogelio Mauricio Harris was flaked by custom officers in Los Angeles as the 34-year-old man paid for a flight to Japan with cash two days before the flight was set to leave. When Harris arrived to Los Angeles International Airport, he was subject to a routine check of him and his belongings. When federal agents opened his luggage, they found 45 full-size Snicker bars, each one individually wrapped. (laughs) Okay. One of the chocolate bars was unwrapped, and inside it looked just like to be a normal average treat. Mm -hmm. That is. They had a Snickers professional in there, and she was like, mm, girl, no, (laughs) this ain't no Snickers. (laughs) That is until someone thought to give the chocolate an even more in-depth inspection and scratch, like, the chocolate layer off. Instead of peanuts underneath, there was methamphetamine. (laughs) That's quite genius, actually. Like, they got caught, so it obviously wasn't that genius, but, like, (laughs) 
Who the fuck would think about that? I've heard so many amazing smuggling stories that I'm going to like great. pepper in because I just love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> People are bag so- of drugs. <laughs> They're so, like, they think they're so sneaky. Like, there was one guy that, like, tried to hide drugs in carrots. Like, they hollowed out carrots and put their drugs in them. Shame on them, because you can't take fresh produce over the border. Well, I guess Snickers get stopped, too. And, like, there's a picture of it uh, that'll be on the Instagram. But it looked more like a bounty bar, because it's, like, white <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All 45 of the bars had a thin layer of a chocolate-like substance coating the meth. So, And this was weighed to be about four pounds of meth in Harris's possession. That was worth about a quarter of a million dollars in oh, some shit. markets. And like, I was like, really? Are you sure? But that's what the site said. Um, wow. Harris was charged with drug possession and faced about 10 years in prison if found guilty. So that is my I like it. That was one of my uh, fun smuggling cases. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so that wraps us up for our fifth edition of our nocturnal novellas. Make sure to check us every the last Friday of every month. And if you have any suggestions for stories, you can visit our website seasforcreepy.com and in our contact information you can fill out a there's like a a link right to our email so you can fill out any requests or if you have any personal stories you want to share yeah please just make sure that you label them to who you want to read them and we will make sure to put them in yes thanks for listening bye thanks for tuning in to see is for creepy We put out weekly episodes every Tuesday going through the creepy alphabet. Check out our website at acast.com slash C is for creepy. Or on Facebook at C is for creepy podcast. Or on Instagram at C for creepy podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, please email us at C for creepy at gmail.com. Artwork done by Alexis Daly. Check out her work at lexxa underscore artwork on Instagram. See you next week. Bye.